Welcome, welcome everybody to the first episode here of a new little mini-series between Matt Ligori and Matt Gagan that is in this very moment called <laughs> Wild Cats and Wild Mats. No, I have no idea what we're actually calling this, <laughs> uh, but we are going to figure that out along the way. We've had so many ideas and uh, none of them have been uh, something we're too in love with, but uh, what we're here for is the beginning of a high school musical full rewatch in 10 parts. That's right. Uh, so we're going to break it all down, and uh, as we figure out the format of all this, we're going to get into it. Of course, I am Matt Ligori. We are here on the choir room feed, I do believe, um, and I am joined by a recurring choir room guest, Matt Gagan. Matt, what's up? Oh my god, I'm very happy to be talking about what I've long called the greatest trilogy of all time. Um, and I, you know, you said you were going to surprise me with the title when you came on and, uh, even though we just talked about it, I, I was still surprised that that's what, you, that's what you went with, uh, in introducing us. Which one would you have gone with for the title? Oh, I, I don't, we, we have not had a good idea yet. So it's okay. I mean, we, we can just let everybody in on all the different names that we had because it's just, <laughs> this is not an easy series to like find some kind of pun. Like, obviously I think we both have the same idea of like looking for something Matt related, um, which is kind of where I ended up going with wild cats and wild mats, but we're not wild. So I don't really, uh, maybe, uh, maybe you're wild. Are you wild? Uh, I'm not wild. Um, I'm bad. and then we had uh pod to the top, which I really started to dislike. <laughs> and then we had, uh, what was the one? Oh, uh, no, I, I don't even want to say them. They're all, they were all corny. So none of those names were good, um, but it's fine. We're going to have fun uh, either way. So Matt, tell us why uh, we, why we're here. I, you had this great idea. I had this great idea? <laughs> I was going to give you credit. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll, I'll take it. But I, no, I, th- this was your idea, but I'm honored that you came to me because I, I think for both of us, I mean, High School Musical has been a, a formative piece of culture in our in our lives, probably you more than me, as the really for a long time, it was just the first High School Musical that I was really such a big fan of. Um, and was obsessed with it for, you know, a, a full couple of years after after it first came out. But I mean, I, I, I've been I, even even recently, I've been rewatching these three films and I think they, they still hold up, at least for me. Um, like I said, b- greatest trilogy of all time. You know, when you think of the great trilogies like the the original Star Wars trilogy, the Dark Knight trilogy, Lord of the Rings trilogy, this is this is up there with all of them and, and even better than them and for, for my money. And, you know, I have to agree because anybody who knows me knows that I don't really dig movies very much. That's true. Uh, You're very anti-movie. Yeah, uh, to say the least. So, you know, I had set a rule for myself at the beginning of 2021. I was like, let me see if I can limit myself to two movies this year. And the only reason that I'd watch them in the first place is if it was a movie that was like super hyped and I had to watch it because I had no other option. And I came pretty close. There was a couple of suggestions between some of our friends that, you know, tempted me to maybe go out, buy a ticket, but none of them have worked. Um, And uh, the only like, you know, asterisk to this rule was that High School Musical and Camp Rock doesn't count. Like I can watch any of those as much as I want because (laughs) that's not even a movie. That's just, you know, ingrained in like Matt Ligori culture. So um, I think this is my second viewing of the year. I think uh, I think it was in this year that I was on Renap with uh, Felipe, Rob and Akiva for the High School Musical episode, which, you know, was as uh, it was definitely fun, but uh, as much of a recap from Rob and Akiva as you would expect, they definitely weren't as in love as uh, I guess we are. Yeah, I mean, still a fun episode. And I I did watch that as well. I believe we watched it we did. Um, we we watched it with each other on on like a viewing party. Yes, the viewing party. 
Um, so I watched it then, and I believe I also earlier in 2021 I watched um, all all three of the movies. So this is my third time in 2021 watching the first High School Musical, at least. But what a difference it is to like be watching it and then to be like taking notes for it. Do you agree? Like I. I was like analyzing it in a way that I was like, I've never analyzed <laughs> Troy's like thoughts and expressions like this before. Yes. I, uh, definitely a different experience while I was, while I was taking notes, I was like, the last time I watched this, I was watching it with you on the viewing party. So I feel mm-hmm. like all of these comments that I'm making, you have already heard me say the last, the very last time we watched this, but it's, I'm still fine to repeat them. Well, I think both of us were kind of focused. I mean, the whole point of that call was kind of so Chappelle could watch it with uh, yeah, with all of us yes. and he was watching it for the first time. So I feel like all of us were way more focused on Chappelle and his thoughts as, as we went through that movie. So um happy to, you know, either rehear some of your thoughts or maybe just hear for the first time if, uh, you know, we were again, too focused on Chappelle the first time around. Um, so yeah, again, if anybody, uh, you know, again, I do believe this is going to be on the choir room feed. It's the most uh, between our two podcast feeds. Uh, this one or the choir room is more about, you know, high schoolers singing a lot of songs. So it kind of makes sense to put it there. Um, but uh, anybody who hasn't heard from you in a while, of course, you started a podcast recently uh, with another high school show. That's right. I have been, I started my very own Gossip Girl rewatch podcast called The Lonely Boys, where me and good friend uh, Brendan Ruppel are watching every episode of Gossip Girl from the beginning. Not not even the reboot. We'll get to that eventually. But the mm-hmm. old classic uh, Gossip Girl. I, I am I'm an expert. I've seen the show many times. Brendan Brendan is the newbie here where he's watching it for the first time. And a- outside of I mean, uh, they have made High School Musical references a couple times already in Gossip Girl. I guess they were released around the same time. But um, as far as uh, overlap, I'd say it's mu- much closer to Glee as a concept than it is to Gossip Girl. They made at least one Glee reference on Gossip Girl as I just finished, you know, my my full binge. They made a Glee reference? Yeah, like at least one. Ooh, I uh, it have was not just got like, to that in this rewatch yet. It was something they I don't even know if it was specifically about Glee the show, but it was something about like like a Glee club or something like that. It, it was it was very much like in the world. I was like, "Oh, interesting." Um but no, it was like later later seasons. It was like Right. Uh, four or five or six or yeah. something. I'll but, get I'll get to those in a couple of years. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that, there's, uh, you know, there's the Lonely Boys update. And I just can't believe that, like, unless I, you know, blacked out somewhere and have completely forgotten. This is the first, like, official podcast that you and I are doing it, like official project, right? Uh, yes, I believe so. I mean, I right. like, like you said, I've been a a recurring guest on the the choir room, but the, not nothing just the two of us that we've done before. We did one episode of a Survivor recap uh, that was titled <laughs> some kind of Matt Chat related name. Yeah, so the, we have had that before, but we had high hopes for a Matt Chat, and then it got canceled after one episode. So this is like it. It's like finally happening. People's it's dreams about are coming time. true. The yeah, I know the the fans of us are rejoicing in the streets right now. I have to imagine. Um, so, but what we're doing here is, uh, you know, eight minutes in, let me tell you you guys about the format of what we're doing here. Um, over the next couple of weeks, you guys are going to hear us breaking down the high school musicals. We're going to do it uh, three at a time, as in like each movie is going to have three recaps because kind of thought it would be worthwhile to like, like focus in on specific if you do one recap of an entire movie you can't really like you know pick apart the whole thing or you'd be there for a while so we're going to give ourselves more time and more space to go into each movie we're breaking each movie down all three movies into three different parts per movie uh so it's going to be nine podcasts total discussing the events of all three movies and then at the end uh podcast number 10 here will be uh kind of probably like a recap and also uh some song rankings because if there's one thing that uh the two mats do best it's rank things so oh love ranking things and yes you are you are so anti-movie that you decided to 
break down each movie into three 30 to 40 minute episodes to cover instead. You know, I really didn't even look at it that way, but that's exactly <laughs> what I did. That's exactly like the concept behind of it all. It's just not <laughs> like, don't make me sit here for this entire movie. No, but seriously, like, I feel like we'll, we'll get like better analysis. Oh, for sure. If you can analyze high school musical movies, which oh, we're and going you to. Can, and you can. And you can, and we will. Um, so I don't know what else is there to set up here. Uh, we're obviously here today to talk about the first high school musical and to talk about the first third of it, which uh, still some conflict on how long that actually was supposed to be. Right. Uh, according to according to Wikipedia and Google, the first movie is 98 minutes. But when you press play on Disney Plus, it says it's uh, 100 minutes and it's an hour and 40 minutes and 15 seconds. So I uh, didn't didn't know which one to go with. But, you know, not not too much of a difference. It, it ends up being a difference of just uh, 45 seconds. Well, it seems like the official runtime does not include credits because okay. when you like scroll your mouse over like that end part of it on right. Disney Plus, the last like three or four minutes or whatever was credits. And there will be a lot to analyze when we get to those credits in part three. Yeah, is that is that included? Well, uh, maybe that maybe it should be like a four parter, fourth part of each one. <laughs> we analyze the credits. Yeah, we read off every single credit. Um, no, okay, um, but yeah, High School Musical, the first one here, and uh, this first part. So I, I still feel like there should be more to set up. I, I don't know. Do we do we talk about? Oh, what is our history of being High School Musical fans? We were uh, millennials that grew up <laughs> around the exact time that these movies came out, and there you go. Here we are. I mean, yeah, we, we certainly we certainly can. But like you said, it's pretty much a short story. It first one comes out in early 2006. So I'm I'm just about to turn 12, which is, I think, maybe the perfect age for some kind of high school musical thing to to premiere. And I, I feel like I've said this before, but it was Disney like promoted the hell out of this. So I've yeah. seen I had seen many commercials about it. I was very excited. I, I was over ready to watch it. It was me and my brother was there and a family friend and we were all watching it. And then, you know, uh, as you would expect, you watch it and you're just at that age, you're just obsessed with it for a while. Mm-hmm. And luckily, luckily, Disney likes to play the same things over and over again. So there were plenty of opportunities to watch it and watch the sing along version and the dance along version and then go to go to middle school where everyone in the sixth grade classes were also doing the dances and singing along. So it was mm-hmm. it, it took the middle schools by storm, really. Yeah, I mean, just to relate it back to, you know, what this main podcast feed here is about, uh, Glee, it's just it, it blew up in uh, very, you know, similar ways of like once people caught on to what was going on here within the movie or within like the Glee, the show, um, it just it became like a monster in itself um, of just it completely like took over cult- the culture of like our generation of like, like you said, like dance, all the dances and the songs and this and that and high school musical parties and uh, you know, viewing this and that, whatever, just like if, if, you know, I, I don't know, like if the older people, not older people, but like the older, <laughs> say like, say like, 18 to 24 year olds. Like, I don't know if they had been as in on the movies because it wasn't exactly designed for that age group, I guess you could say. Um, like, were they, I don't know what they were doing. I'm, I'm curious if, uh, you know, Colin's listening, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like at that age, I probably, like, that's the perfect age for me to probably be like, a little too embarrassed like at 18 to start watching high school musical like i feel probably even like younger than that i feel like by the time the uh, third movie came out and i was in high school I, and it was in theaters i could not justify it to myself to uh spend money to go to the theater to watch high school musical three that, that was a line i was not willing to cross at the time you know now now mm-hmm. I've, i i would have <laughs> i i do it in a heartbeat i'd go to the theater to watch high school musical three but back when i was you know 
uh, 14 or 15 years old. That was something that I wasn't doing. So I don't, I don't even know what it was like for people that were maybe older in high school or in college, but in, in, at least in middle school, I, I can vividly remember like people disrupting class, like a whole table of girls to just get up and, and demonstrate that they, they knew all <laughs> the, the dance to we're all in this together. Which, I mean, if anybody didn't know that, like, what were you doing with like, <laughs> you might have commercial breaks that, you know, that dance, a dance along with us kind of thing came on. Like, even if you're not a good dancer, which uh, I'll speak for myself here and uh, yeah, not me. Uh, so, <laughs> so, you know, I'd get up and pretend that I knew what I was doing and then look like a complete idiot. So I probably didn't do it in public too often, but that's fine. Um <laughs> And you know what? It, to this day, even as a uh, over over that demographic I just mentioned, uh, you know, past the years of being 24, uh, if this like like my, my one dream as an adult is to find one day some uh, nightlife where they are playing like Disney Channel songs, specifically like a high school musical bar. I uh, have not found it. <laughs> and, uh, you know. That should that, be your next big venture to open up a high school musical bar. It's genuinely like like that would be probably the best night of my life if i found one though one, that's one, the dream like that. i is. was gonna i was gonna ask what the name of the bar would be but we can't even figure out the name of the podcast yet so that <laughs> might be a little too ambitious to figure out right now the wild matt's bar <laughs> <laughs> great <laughs> what team <laughs> no <laughs> okay um all right let's get into it if uh, we think of more things that we want to drop along the way about our past uh history with the franchise then i'm sure we will drop those bits in but uh you're ready to go absolutely All right. So why don't you get us started here as we open up the movie High School Musical? All right. We're going to be in the opening scene at at the big ski resort that I guess Troy and Gabrielle are both on vacation at. Uh, The the star of the film, really, Vanessa Ann Hudgens, she's the first actor we get to see, you know, besides a bunch of extras. And um, I I will speak for myself where I I was truly obsessed with Vanessa Hudgens as soon as this movie came out. One of the first loves of loves of my life here. And I I have to assume that you feel the same way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like young me, big crush, (laughs) big, big, big Vanessa uh, Hudgens crush. I, yeah, I don't. I like. I. I would. I would let anyone. Anyone who who knew me know that uh, Vanessa Hudgens was was the perfect person. Yes. And here, I mean, we we see her reading. So we already we already know she's a brainy girl here. That it's going to set up. Uh, you know, her her mom wants her to uh, to have some fun, and she's like, oh, can I can I at least bring the book with me? So so we know that that she is. Uh, she, she's set up to be the the freaky genius girl, as she'll call herself. Hmm. And and on the other side of uh, this resort, who uh, who else is here but Troy Bolton, who he and his dad are on the basketball court just practicing a little bit. Obviously, uh, we see pretty early on here that this is uh, what these two do for fun. And this is like the connection that they have is like super strong over basketball. Uh, Troy's mom shows up and he, you know, she's annoyed that, you know, we flew all this way just to play more basketball. You guys do that at home. Uh, it's New Year's Eve. They have a party to get to. There's a kid's party that Troy is going to be essentially sent to by his mom like you have to go to this there's no option uh and gabrielle is in the same boat you know with her mom so uh both of them are are off to go get ready and uh get ready for this new year's eve party that you know i mean like i don't regularly go to new year's eve parties i feel like you usually have some plans but i definitely wouldn't do anything like this of going by myself especially at their age well yeah i i have gone to many a, a new year's eve party but it is always at a friend's house or at a bar with friends or something mm-hmm. like that i i've never uh, gone on vacation to a resort for New Year's Eve and then just gone to a random uh, kids party or young adults party or whatever you want to call it I and know. just kind of hoped to make friends or have fun or like I, I don't or know. Or sing. That, that's, yeah, that's a that's a big leap. But I mean, 
good for them. They definitely did end up having a fun New Year's Eve, and now I'm a li- now I'm a little jealous that I feel like my New Year's Eve is not going to be as fun as this. Yeah, like my one vacation that I have any memory of that you know involved some kind of like oh there's like a kids club kind of thing. I, w- I was on a cruise with my family in 2010, um, and you know when you go on a cruise they ha- or if anybody who has been on a cruise know you know they have like kids areas, they have teen areas, like they want to be able to give you these uh, you know environments that you can make a friend or two, which I always thought was like terrible because you're probably never going to see these people again. Like people talk mm-hmm. about like cruise friends or whatever. Like you have people that you uh, you know again connect with for uh, seven days, and sure maybe you just stay Facebook friends, but like, like, oh my God, I, that would be terrible to meet somebody that you are like so uh, happy to be friends with and maybe never see again, especially at the age of like 14. Like you can't make plans to go see them, whatever. Um, I know. I completely agree. I've never been on a cruise and I don't even think I'd want to for that exact reason where you yeah. become good friends with someone over a week and then pretty much never see them again. That is so depressing to me. And I, I've I've been on vacation to resorts uh shout out to the to the villaroma resort where yes. I would go every summer. <laughs> but that, that is different because you you I made friends when I was younger, but you go on vacation like it's the same week every year it's week 28 and you, the same people go every year so you you at least at the very least usually get to see the friends you've made for one week out of the year and even just having to wait that whole year to see them again when i was younger and couldn't just like drive somewhere to see them right. was you know torture where i'd have to wait a whole year so i can't even imagine just just meeting someone for one night or one week and then having to never see them again unless of course you know they end up transferring to the same school as you coincidentally and like for you with that experience, like I'm sure there was like a year or so maybe where like one particular friend you were excited to see like wasn't going to make it there oh, that that's year. De- yeah, that's devastating. Oh my God. Like <laughs> you were waiting all year for that. And like this isn't even an experience I have. I'm just imagining my worst case scenario of just like you you want to see yeah. all these people and then, oh, Jessica's not coming this year. It's like, are you kidding? I have to wait another year to hang uh, out with my friends. What's even more devastating is one year my grandparents said we weren't going one year. And oh my God. I freaked out. I was like, no, that's not happening. Like I threw a huge <laughs> tantrum and we did end up going. So whatever I did worked uh, the the fit i threw but i was like no you you can't just say we're not going you have to consult me and and we are going otherwise i'm running away from home exactly i mean imagine if troy and gabriella had met here had this moment and then never saw each other again it's just (laughs) obviously there's like a love connection here there's uh some romantic interest so it's a little bit different than just like oh hey two friends that are just you know whatever but um yeah just what (laughs) i don't know what movie we would have been watching if uh that hadn't happened so as we get to the party uh both of them show up obviously don't know anybody and they're just kind of looking around gabriella has her book with her grabs a seat uh there's some karaoke going on and the mc kicks those two off the stage after they're done and the Spotlights are going around. Who's going to come up next to sing? And who is it but Troy and Gabriella? And, you know, they they get really lucky that the spotlight just so happens to land on probably the two most talented people at the party. Because exactly. I, this could have ended up being a disaster. You just force two random people to, to, to come on stage and sing that clearly did not want to. Like one even was in the middle of reading a book. So I... I don't like this has always been a big fear of mine. Like if I go to a show or a performance or something, I am terrified of being like forced to participate in something mm-hmm. like, like, don't get me wrong. I love attention, but not like sp- <laughs> spontaneous like that. Like I, I would have to plan something out if I wanted to, to, to have the attention like that, to just be trying to enjoy something and then to be thrust up on stage in front of everyone and have nothing to repair. That's like, uh, not, not something that I would, that I would want to happen to me, but Troy and Gabriella, they are going to end up making it work. Yeah. Also, my headcanon, by the way, just while we are here in this moment is has always been for whatever reason. I think when I was a kid, I used to pretend that I sounded smart. Um, I probably still do that to this day, because whenever this scene would come on, I would tell people that those two that were on stage before Troy and Gabriella were like they had auditioned to be Ryan and Sharpay, but they didn't get the parts. And instead, they were like there in like a cameo kind of role singing there. Um, I don't know where it came from. Maybe because oh, is it, the girl is this true or is just no, 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 no. I, I unless or maybe. 
maybe it is true and I and I like heard it once years ago and I forgot about it. I don't think that's the case. I think I made it up. I think it just became headcanon for myself. And like I said, I think I started to tell people that to just sound like I had insider knowledge. I love that move, just creating creating fake fun facts to sound smart to people. So in case anybody's curious, yes, that is uh, the fake, you know, or not fake. That is the the uh, you know unsuccessfully auditioned uh, Ryan and Sharpay Evans there that just get off the stage for Corinne and Gabriella. And that is just, that is canon now. Yes, it is. Um, so yeah, we get our first song here of the show of the show of the uh, of the movie of the series. It is the start of something new. I, I guess they don't even get to choose what song they want to sing because they did no. not choose this song. It, it just started playing, which is funny because like as we know, this is not a real song outside of the context of high school musical so like how did they know it i guess in this world this was (laughs) a song that already existed apparently in this world it's just a song that exists in the high school musical universe because it's on the karaoke machine it's ready to go they clearly know the song because they start getting into it after a while oh yeah i mean and to both of their credit i guess they both could have easily walked off on stage if they didn't want to do it but once the music starts he he does at one part but then he hears uh gabriella start singing her verse and he's like oh wait she can sing and now i'm in love yeah, I guess we'll also quickly touch on here the first time that Troy is singing that it's obviously not Zac Efron. Anybody who's a High School Musical fan knows that uh, Zac Efron did not sing in the first movie. Uh, they had uh, a guy named Drew Seeley uh, did all the singing as, you know, Zac did all the lip syncing on the movie itself. So, you know, just uh, paying extra close attention to that when you're an adult and can't think about anything besides that. <laughs> yes, very unfortunate. It still sounds good, but it's just uh, unfortunate that we couldn't get Zac Efron voice in all three of these movies. Yeah, I mean, when we get to the second and third, like, I'm sure we're going to talk about it. He sounds fine, but maybe he just was so underdeveloped in the first this time around and they just didn't want to spend the time working with him. I don't know. Yeah. Just Maybe he wasn't confident enough to make it to make it happen. I guess so. That's that's the world that we uh, get to live in here. But yeah, Troy uh, is not the most uh, confident in his performance uh, in the first couple of notes because you're, he's like looking over at Gabriella. She's not super into it. She's still got her hands like crossed in front of her. She's kind of, you know, still there. So he goes to walk off the stage. But eventually when she joins in, he gets like drawn back in because obviously she has a great voice and uh, she's getting into it. And by the end of the song, you know, they're both uh, super into it. Like he almost like pushed her off the stage because they were just so happy and enthusiastic <laughs> while singing. Um, and uh, yeah, everybody's so, you know, so uh, giving them so many applause because they just did a great job with the song. Yeah, she does at one point fall off the stage, but continues to keep singing like like the true professional that he is. But yeah, they they, they look very uh, so uncomfortable at first, but they're determined to you know sing the shit out of this song. And then, um, you know, even in that first verse where they look uncomfortable, the crowd's really giving them nothing, hardly even paying attention. But then, you know. The second verse starts, they get into it. Troy takes his jacket off. That The crowd finally goes wild. And now that's when everyone starts to get into it. They start, you know, to, to fall in love a little bit in real time. We're, we're watching it happen over the course of this song. And, uh, you know, I, I uh, it's the first song of the movie. It's the first song of the, you know, whole High School Musical series. And mm-hmm. and I do love this song, by the way. I feel like the first time I watched this movie, this song came on. And I was like, oh, OK, I can get into this. You know, very catchy. Mm-hmm. Great, great opening number for the series. We do need to, I think, at the end of each episode, rank the songs up until this point. So, like, in this episode, we'll rank the songs that we've talked about here. And, you know, at the end, when we did that last podcast, it'll be like a total combined everything, you know, I guess us giving our rankings. But I think we do need to uh, keep a tally as we go. So, you know teaser for for anyone there that will we'll do that at the end um but yeah no start of something new is uh just iconic incredible um it's a song that like if it came on a karaoke today while you're out with your friends like 
the way that you will all go like extremely hard for it or you and whoever you're singing with like a hundred percent no matter what no matter how old we get the start of something new is going to be that song for for us so love that oh, yes. for us and th- yeah this is a great uh karaoke duet song as so good it, it is in the movie and it is in real life um how, how are your karaoke skills i feel we've gone to karaoke a few times but uh I'm great at it, not to brag. I'd like I'd like to know how you are. Um, I don't know. It's a tricky thing because I feel like like when I'm like in my house in my car, I am like the most confident person uh of just <laughs> even no matter how terrible or whatever I sound, um I'm fi- I'm like great. And then I get like in that room with like 100 people doing karaoke. I mean, this is, you know, our experience with like the live know-it-alls events right, and I'm like, exactly. let me hold the mic a little farther away, <laughs> but I'll still have fun. Listen, I I have been much like Troy and Gabriella. I have been forced to do karaoke before at like someone's birthday party. So that that's 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 how great I am. People are forcing me to get up there to you know liven up the party. Perfect. I mean, I, I maybe if you just took the microphone away, if we could just do the karaoke of like singing out into the room. I don't know. When I get the microphone, my voice is being projected across the whole room. Oh, yes. and then I'm like, eh, do you have a uh, do you have a go to karaoke song? No, I don't. Uh, it's probably something from High School Musical though. I mean, that's always a great choice. Yeah, I mean, or like you know are, are from the same time period like the pop punk songs from around then like that's that's yeah like where, I, uh, i'd have to say in. sugar we're going down by fall up boy is probably a, a go-to exactly for me. anything in that in that vein anything in that genre is uh where my eyes are going to when i open up that uh karaoke book but started something new also high up there I'm, I'm not sure if i've ever done it before like actually but hopefully i have and hopefully i will more times in my life yeah, I don't think so. I have either. But if if anyone out there wants to sing a karaoke duet with me to start a something new, I am I am very down. Same. Um, but I'm not going to wear Troy's outfit here. I'm not going to do a fashion check like throughout this entire movie because, you know, we'll be here forever with these 2006, <laughs> 7, and 8 fashion whatever. Um, but, I mean, Troy's like white button down with like the gold pattern going down on both sides. Mm-hmm. It was like, whoa, interesting. That's not what, you know. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Just not his best shirt. Um so, yeah, they sing, they have a great time, they go outside uh, to chat while they're in the snow, the snow is falling, and it's very close to midnight here. It's probably like, what, 8.59 in like a couple of seconds, because the clock is about to start, you know, people are about yeah, to start they, chanting. They must have started this, the start of something new at like 11.55, because right. if, they're, if they're talking to each other right afterwards, they start counting down pretty pretty soon after the conversation starts. You would think that like the MC would have shut down karaoke a little bit earlier to be like, oh, let's make sure we're all ready for like the countdown in 10 minutes. Yeah, but I guess they they felt they had time for that. That's probably why they pre-selected the song, because if Troy and Gabrielle get up there and pick like a five minute song, then they're mm-hmm. in trouble. Yeah. Um, and then just the way that like, you know, this whole conversation is going to go like, obviously just very giddy for both of them that they're like, oh, that was so great. Like, oh, do you sing? You uh, whatever, blah, 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 blah. But then eventually when the clock strikes midnight and, you know, fireworks go off and um, they're kind of looking at each other, they're not about to kiss, but, you know, maybe maybe they kind of wanted to. Uh, but Gabrielle is like, oh, I need to go find my family. It's like they sent you here. <laughs> They told you to go to this party. Why do you need to run to them at 12 o'clock? Uh, maybe maybe she had a strict 12 o'clock curfew on, on New Year's Eve for whatever reason. Her mom was like, you are going to this party. Like, put the book away. You are going. And now it's 12 o'clock. She's like, I gotta go. <laughs> Listen, she was just very spooked when the, the countdown happened because, you know, the New, the New Year's Eve countdown, it is, it is a perfect time for a kiss. But they are, like you said, they don't go through with it. I, th- this whole movie is pretty much all about how Troy and Gabriella almost kiss each other and want to kiss each other, but never do. When I, when I rewatched the series earlier this year, I could, I could not believe how long we have to wait for their first kiss. Honestly, I don't know when it comes, so don't spoil me on it. I'll keep an (laughs) eye out, but I've never, I don't think I even thought about it. Yeah. With the countdown, like I, 
because I was looking out for it because I thought it could happen here, like when I was rewatching, and it doesn't. And then I was just looking out for it, and uh, it'll still be quite some time. But with here with the with the countdown and the fireworks, mm-hmm. uh, it seemed like a good time. But they're not going to go through with it. Also, I hope we can go on record as as an anti firework podcast. Sorry. Oh God, I can't. We uh, anything related to fire, you and I are in complete opposite ends of the <laughs> oh, spectrum. Yeah, I, he- I heard your recent, you know, you you went off a little bit about it on Lonely Boys, and you were talking about how much you hate fire, and I was like, there's got to be some things within you know our yep. friendship that hate we fire, fireworks, really candle, about. fireplaces, <laughs> bonfires, hate it, no, hate it no, all. No, 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 as a big as a fire sign, I I just embrace it, and there's nothing I love more than playing with fire, sparks, bonfires, all, right. all of well, the above. We'll have to agree to disagree on that one. Yes, going to Disney in a bit, you know, a couple of weeks, and I'm so <laughs> excited for the fireworks there. So just, yeah, sorry. Um, it's okay. Uh, we both like High School Musical, right? So um, Exactly. <laughs> there's that. Um, yeah, so they they end up exchanging numbers in a very fun way of Troy taking both of their pictures on each other's <laughs> phones, um, because that's how you save someone's contact in yes. 2006. I've, I don't think I've ever done this. I don't think Never I've ever once. taken someone's picture to, to, uh, to get their number and their information and they yeah they exchange numbers on, on their uh on their ancient phones that they yes. have their like flip phones or whatever so that's all always fun to see in a 2006 piece of media and i guess like they, they it probably saves time like you don't have to sit there and type in you know capital t lowercase all, like you have yeah. to hit it a, bu- a million times to get to the right button with the old phones and whatnot so all you do is take a picture and it's okay there's the person yeah, and they exchange the numbers, and, and Gabriella immediately just jets out of there before Troy can even ask her where she lives or anything. She's just yeah, like, okay, so thanks, bye. For him, he's like, oh, that was a, just so you know, like that was like the best night of my vacation, which I don't even know how long they've been there, but um, <laughs> I, that sucks for him that like it sounds like he had a crappy vacation so far. <laughs> he was playing basketball the whole time. I mean, yeah, I mean, he talks about you know when he gets back to the school, he's like, oh yeah, my friends know that I was on a ski trip, that like, I was skiing. I was like, were you? I mean, I, I guess I'll just believe it. It's not like we needed to see him skiing, but all I, all I can imagine him doing is his dad being like, we have to practice basketball twenty. 20- four seven while we're here yes troy was playing basketball the whole time and gabriella was reading the whole time and that's why when they finally did something besides that it ended up being the the best night of both of their vacations well too bad gabriella's gone uh, running off and troy potentially could never see her again because yeah, that's what you would expect gabriella said she had to find her mom and she meant it she is not sticking around for one second longer 100 percent. so we uh flash forward one week later we are in albuquerque new mexico as we are going to east high uh which this school is actually in utah right isn't that like the do yes, I I, I believe. Yes, I believe that the movie takes place in New Mexico, but I believe canonically the the school where this is supposed to you know be recorded is in Utah or something. Exactly. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's, and I'm going off of like my my high school musical facts that I do know and didn't make up in my head. So I think that that <laughs> is the case. Um, but yeah, we have a big celebration going on, which I just, I don't think either of us can relate to seeing this kind of like celebration outside the school of just coming back to vacation. Like nobody, <laughs> yes. it's a day after vacation. What do you mean you're this excited? <laughs> Troy gets off the bus and not only is everyone like waiting for him to get off the bus, I guess his is the last bus to arrive, mm-hmm. but he just receives a hero's welcome from pretty much like everyone at the school. <laughs> um, I, I will say flagging up the fashion here, he does, he does look pretty cool in his in his track jacket right now. It, it's yeah. no baseball tee, which we'll see down the line, but still very cool. Yeah, everybody's super excited. The championship game is in two weeks, which I have no idea how that works. So I'll I'll take that timeline and and uh, sure. Um, but I don't understand the timeline because yeah, Chad sets up the premise here that in two weeks they're going to the championships, but they don't have any other games between now and then. So they just have two weeks of practice and mm-hmm. then the championship, which leads me to believe that. They played every other like game and like playoff game before winter break. Yes. Then then went on winter break. Yep. Then came back and still mm-hmm. scheduled it two weeks down the line. Yep. For whatever yep. reason, they really delayed the uh, the playing of this championship game. 
Yeah, just like imagine like I mean obviously I'm switching sports here, but like the Super Bowl, just imagine it was like a month, a whole month and change away yes. from uh, from that last. I mean, there's like a week in between, right? Of like the the whatever yes, round is before the Super Bowl. Yeah, there's the one week off in between, but so you have to wait two weeks, which is longer than usual. But I can't even imagine having to wait, you know, a, a month plus. You got to get your head in the game and get ready. Yeah. So what team Wildcats and uh, everybody's all excited there. Um, we go inside the school and uh, we, we meet Sharpay who we don't really, uh, you know, we're, we're just getting a very quick first impression of her. Yeah. She doesn't really have any lines here, but we do. I, I feel like as soon as you see her, you understand that. Okay. This, this is the star of the movie here. Yes. And you know, anybody that's watching it, especially years later, uh, have, we all have this same perspective of knowing that this is the star of the movie. Maybe you didn't know it at the time. You know, of course, when when we're first watching it through, like this is the person who is going to probably be the villain in the, in, in all of it. And, uh, we'll get into all of that, you know, the, uh, is Sharpay the villain? Yes. Obviously hashtag justice for Sharpay. I think Mm -hmm. even when we watched this with, uh, Chappelle last time, he just, just her walking in, he implicitly understood immediately that we stand Sharpay. Exactly. It's it's impossible to, you know, ignore. Um, but yeah, Chad walks past and, you know, realizes that Sharpay's, you know, making her grand uh, walk through the hallways and makes a comment about it. Taylor uh, McKessie is right behind him, who's uh, unimpressed with Chad and the boys there. So, you know, uh, Team Taylor there. Um, and yeah, but then we're going to cut over to a different side of the school where we have a new student here. Surprise, surprise. Gabriella has randomly transferred to the school. And this is when this is a. Uh... When she tells her mom she's, you know, freaking out a little because she doesn't want to be the school's freaky genius girl again, which is a line that I always find funny because I I don't know. It just implies that, like, people are just walking around like saying, oh, here goes that freaky genius girl again. (laughs) And I I feel like it's it's pretty easy not to have your identity be the freaky genius girl if you don't want it to be like you can you can be quietly smart and no one would really know. Right. Um, no, she is very concerned about this. Like when her mom is about to drop her off as if it's like the first day of kindergarten, she's like, no, no, no like you don't understand. Like we have to turn around and go back to wherever we can. Like, <laughs> yes. I can't do this again. Her mom is walking her down the hallway, almost forcing her to go to school. <laughs> it's it's, uh, you know, and little does she know that Troy is here. So like, you know, if she knew that right off the bat, maybe she'd be more interested. But like, no, she is terrified, d- does not want to be here. Um, and she's going to go to her new class. She takes a seat. And of course, um, it's like, you know, we see her and Troy both in the same room, like right next to each other. But it takes a second for uh, for definitely for her to realize that Troy's there. But Troy does eventually notice her uh, going to sit down and there's like a, a bunch of kids in the way so we can barely see her. Uh, all of the kids very conveniently have the same class here you know it's yeah not only only has gabriella just coincidentally transferred to the same exact school as troy but she is also somehow in his homeroom class as as is everyone i love when when every star of the movie is just all in the same class it's amazing um and of course like they also happen to be not just in like each other's class but like in miss darbus's class who is like the main character teacher it's crazy i I just don't know how they do it it all works out really well i i in this scene, I look. I was listening in on, on the conversation that Troy was having when Gabriella walked in, and his friend asks him, do you remember the night before? And Troy answered, no, not at all. All I remember is, like, pink jelly. So to me, this is this is implying to me that Troy, like, blacked out one night and for some reason can only remember pink jelly. That is the only member, memory he has of that night, whatever night Well, that's interesting. To. That's interesting because I was going to say that, like, I don't think, you know, they probably don't have Troy and Gabriella kiss right away, not just because, like, you know, 
it's you know you got to build up to it in whatever whenever it actually happens well we're going to be finding that out but also because like they're younger and i think Mm -hmm. that they're they're trying to give us like this younger innocence to these two kids of like you know they're not ready to just dive right on and in case that maybe that that would happen if they were 18 or 19 who knows um but if troy's getting blackout drunk one of the other nights of his vacation (laughs) then maybe i take that back yeah see he obviously doesn't say that he doesn't remember the night because of drinking but when i hear that i am automatically thinking that troy was blacked out and doing something with pink jelly i do be (laughs) determined on what exactly that was wild um so uh darbus is at the front of the classroom giving her new year rundown and just like i don't know any quick thoughts on the classroom here it's just insane that like it's a so small and b the fact that she has like a stage for herself to just sit on this chair up there is and that's probably why it's so small because uh miss darbus requires a stage for any classroom that she teaches in and -hmm. when you have a stage taking up you know half the classroom everything else is going to be kind of uh bunched together yeah like also this is homeroom but like is it like is she, she but she teaches a class in there like i'm assuming that she's like a theater teacher like i had yes. i was in theater classes my entire high school life um but we took like our class was in we had you know the main auditorium and then there was like a smaller theater that we call it was called the little theater that was you know pretty much right next door and that was where theater took place and that was where you know smaller things uh took place like all the whatever so that's where we had our theater class not in a classroom with a small little box <laughs> yeah I, ne- I was never in a theater class so i have i have no idea how this would work but apparently that that's what they're working with here at uh, East High. You know what? If it works, it works. Um, so we get to meet Miss Darbus, who is uh, obviously very much uh, the the theatrical person, not just you know teacher here. She everything she says is very um, you know theatrical, and uh, even as she is walking around punishing all the students on the first day because uh, everybody's got their phones out and everybody's you know uh, not paying attention to her as she's giving a spiel about the you know the the, the winter musicale. Uh, so you know day one back from vacation, they were just partying it up outside, and now they're all getting sent to detention yeah come on darbus i i I hate any teacher like this that's just going to give everyone detention with no warning that just the worst um but i mean to uh at least for troy by the time he gets in trouble for having his phone out he had like a full minute to put his phone away but just doesn't so that got to give himself some of the blame here uh at least at least ryan and sharpay aren't getting special treatment they're also going to receive detention along with everyone else taylor just starts talking and gets detention and you know, it's obviously because uh, Darbus just needs people to work on her set for her. So she is just going to mm-hmm. she's just going to give anyone's attention that she can so that she can have all hands on deck here. And, you know, you, you mentioned she, she talks about the winter musicale. This will and this will be the first time which it's it, that uh, I noticed. It's just like how many musicals does this show put on? Because she mentions the winter musicale here. She mentions mm-hmm. later the spring musicale. Yes. So they're doing a musical for every season. It seems like Ryan and Sharpay are going to mention that they're the leads in like every every musical which mm-hmm. implies that they do more than just one per year because so they're they're doing like three or four musicals in one school year it's yeah no like. i mean i think you were the same right we we had one uh yes, in the entire school year, year. Yes. uh the budgets in at least uh here on long island do not account for more than uh one musical a year and especially if you want to do it right <laughs> like you got to get in rehearsals you got it takes time to put the whole thing together you don't have uh, unless they're doing like very short small things uh every yeah, I mean, quarter <laughs> yeah i don't know how long the musicals that uh kelsey is composing but may- maybe they are short little like vignettes but i mean they must have like a, a two-month turnaround on each of yeah. these musicals if that but you know what? The experience that Ryan and Sharpay have, like, it's just, I guess That's this true. is something that they're comfortable doing. So, you know, it works for them. Um, other note here is that, like, so here's the question about all of this real quick. It's just, 
did Troy set off everybody's phones? He's the one that takes out his phone first. And uh, I think he was like, you know, he pulled up Gabriella's picture in his phone. It looked like he was about to, like, was he going to call her and be like, hey, I see you in class. Uh, <laughs> hey, are you in my class? Or like, what's going on? <laughs> because next thing you know, all of the phones start going out off the second that he pulls his out. So it's like, is he Gossip Girl, like sending out a, a mass like blast here? I don't know what was happening there, but the fact that everybody's went off in a chain reaction is worth noting because Troy did seem to start it. I thought what happened is Troy took his phone out. It made some kind of noise. I don't know if he texted Gabriella and that set off a noise or whatever happened. But as soon as his phone made a noise, everyone immediately took out their phone thinking like their phone. Exactly. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. <laughs> Even, I, I feel like you'd be able to tell when it was your phone going off or when it wasn't. But uh, nobody in this class can. They all think it is their phone and they all take it out and all get detention for it. And and I need to point out here because, you know, a lot of the uh, the Sharpay, you know, uh, justice for Sharpay of it all comes from the fact that, like, you know, at every turn, there's Troy and Gabriella pretty much like ruining her, uh, not just like her, I don't know if you want to call it like career in the theater or whatever, but just like, <laughs> like taking her world and like flipping it upside down. And it starts right here, like Sharpay and Ryan getting sent to detention, like. Troy is the one who's starting all of this. So we're going to see this guy. This is like a very small instance of it early on, but I did want to flag it up. Um, and it's obviously going to continue throughout pretty much the entire series of, you know, Sharpay is living her life, her and Ryan getting ready for the musical. And next thing you know, something Troy does negatively affects both of them. So, or at least her. Yep. And like you said, this is only the first instance of it, but there, there will be more down the line. Plenty more to come. Uh, so the bell rings and Troy and Gabriella run outside to catch up. Yep, Troy waits outside the classroom and in his a uh, cool guy pose, the one foot against the wall, arms crossed. Very, yep. <laughs> very, very classic cool guy pose there. And, uh, you know, Gabriella comes out. They're already finishing each other's sentences. And I guess even though they exchanged phone numbers, they clearly haven't been texting each other because I feel like this would have come up. Like, Gabriella would have been like, uh, I'm moving again. This sucks. And Troy would have been like, oh, where are you moving? Well, you only have such so so many text messages to send in the year 2006. Like, you can't. It's not just unlimited. Like if you got that conversation going, it's you know, true. You'd, during, you'd the, be... during, yeah, during this time, it was still costing me 10 cents for every text I sent and right. five cents for every text I received. And then you, you know, get, you know, someone back at home asking you, like, why are you using all of this stuff on the plan? It's like, I, what do you, what do you want? Like, That's true. Sorry. I completely forgot that unlimited texting is not a thing there. So I guess they uh, have not gotten to the, the, where do you live? Where are you moving to point? Still feel like this might've come up at some point, but I guess it's, it's more plausible now. Yeah, I guess MySpace hasn't really, you know, set. I mean, it's probably set off. I don't know exactly the years MySpace lasted or anything like that, but I don't know. They, they don't seem to be connected there. Um, point is, you know, they've they've connected back here, like you said, finishing each other's sentences. Uh, the, it, I, like I will always pause down and kind of cringe at that moment when they're like, "I don't believe it." Well, me yeah. either. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. "How many times did you rehearse that?" But okay, um, <laughs> such so terrible. Um, but yeah, so they're they're talking and catching up, and uh, you know, Troy has not told his friends about the singing. Uh, Listen, God forbid they, they find yeah. out. They know about the snowboarding, but they don't know about the singing thing. Like I, they, I uh, they don't know. He says it's not what he's supposed to do. And I mean, obviously, the major conflict of this entire movie, but apparently all of his friends would abandon him if they found out he liked to sing sometimes. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I can understand not wanting to join the like theater department or club or whatever, or if your friends would kind of like judge you at this point in high school if you were, you know, joining the plays or whatever. But I mean, you, you better believe my friends knew that I love to sing because I, I would never shut up about it. I just, just the act of singing, I don't believe would be enough for anyone to just uh, stop talking to your friend over. I wish I had that experience. I had like the complete opposite of like, I would never sing because I was around a bunch of other people who were like actually good singers and like, uh, they never stopped singing or shut that's, up about yeah, the fact see, that they love singing. 
That's why you have to you have to be friends with with the people who don't sing all the time, so that when you're you're the only one singing, they have they have no, they have no one to uh, judge you against. They just know well, that you're the person who sings, and you know by by uh, by process of elimination, I must be the best singer in the group since no exactly. one else is joining me. Yeah, uh, Troy wasn't ready for that life though, because you know as as we know what his life is, it's just all basketball and all those guys there. I mean, we're going to see very quickly with uh, Chad's reaction of just you know possibly talking about the musical like you know things are you know up in a tizzy about that um but before they get there as troy and gabrielle are walking through the hallway they uh walk past the audition list for the winter musicale and uh you know troy's basically saying it's impossible that he would ever sign up for it sharpay shows up and she's like oh nothing's impossible for you troy but it's so nice of you to be showing gabriella around like the new student here um i don't you know obviously kind of looking gabriella up and down like go away Mm -hmm. um but then sharpay is gonna you know make her stand and you know show them that the audition list is made for her to have her signature on it and nobody else yep i first of all sharpay was clearly waiting behind that wall like just waiting to insert herself into troy's conversation because as soon as he says impossible she just like jumps out and it's like impossible i wouldn't think that's in your vocabulary and which is like no different from the way troy was just waiting behind a wall for gabriella to walk (laughs) out of the classroom so you know same page (laughs) That's true. I think this happens a lot in uh, in these teen movies where people are just kind of waiting till the point where they could just jump out and insert themselves into into the conversation. But yeah, Shar- Sharpay uh, signs up for additions here with her iconic signature that takes up the entire page, clearly signaling that uh, she's the only one that's allowed to sign up for this part. And because her and her brother, they star in all the musicals, which again, how many musicals does this show put right. this school put on? And uh Gabriella doesn't really get flustered by her at all. She's just because at this point, you know, obviously she does not want to join the musical. She just wants to kind of uh, get her feet on the ground here. This new school, maybe do stuff, you know, next semester, or next year. But for now, just kind of wants to wants to get the feel of everything. And she's just looking at how many bulletin boards the school has. But hey, nice penmanship. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, um, she is not, you know, super intimidated right off the bat, which is, you know, interesting considering you see this like very shy girl walking around and, you know, she's worried about how people are going to are going to look at her and whatever. And then like the, the you know, HBIC in the school comes around marching over to her and seemingly trying to intimidate her. And she's just not phased. So we love that for Gabriella. Strong. Yeah, start. I mean, I probably yeah, I probably would have just immediately apologized and like ran away. So I yeah. mean, anything outside of that, like Gabriella already already. uh doing better than I would in this situation for sure. So, uh, Sharpay gets a little flirty with Troy. It seems like she does, you know, uh, probably like everybody at the school, like Chad included, everybody has a big crush on Troy. Um, so she's just, you know, Oh my God, you're so dedicated. Just like me. Like, hope you're going to come watch me in the musical toodles. Um, so, you know, she's left, uh, Troy with some things to think about, but obviously Troy's mostly thinking about this because it would be a chance for him and Gabriella to bond more. So Troy goes off to the gym, uh, where we're going to see a lot, uh, you know, in this episode episode uh see i'm doing everything i can to make this not a movie (laughs) you really want your your non-movie streak to stay alive here (laughs) it's crazy um he's gonna do a lot in this movie and also in the third one uh when we are more so back in the gymnasium uh you know environment uh where he he talks to chad here and uh, he's like so you know just you know when you think about the fact that you know we do get extra credit if you audition for the musical like uh, chad's like no 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 shut up like no one would do that that stuff is scary it's weird it's it's uh, costumes and makeup and it's terrifying like no why would you even like why would that even cross your mind let's go like we got practice to get to and troy's like yeah no you know just figured it'd be like a good laugh plus sharpay is kind of cute and uh chad's just not interested in this yeah you ever think lebron james or shaquille o'neal auditioned for their school musicals like chad uh Really, right off the gate, is probably the most judgmental person in this movie when it comes to all this stuff. Um, when, like, I, I have to call into question the timeline of this because mm-hmm. when it, are they at like basketball practice right now? Like, when is this? Yeah, right. It was. It, well, because it looked... 
because they got detention for after school, which is during basketball practice. But they're Ooh. at basketball practice now, and then they're back at school, and then they're back at practice during detention. Ooh. I don't understand what's happening. Yeah, you're right, because then, like, the next day, we find out that it's, like, day two of class. Yeah, yeah. So we know this is all on the same day. So maybe I this is, like, like, a free period? I guess it is. I was like, is this a gym period? But they're all in their uniforms, so that implies, like, they're I, – I guess they – be. I, because I guess later uh, Chad does say that we're all going to use free period to go to the gym. So I guess maybe that's what Must they're doing be. right now. But they yeah. like all put on their uniforms at this point and treat it like an actual basketball practice. And they all conveniently had the same free period, the entire basketball team. Oh, that's like, great. That, that's insane. We're, we're, that's great. When later <laughs> Chad's just like, yeah, all the boys on the team are going to go down to the gym for free period. Like, how does everyone have the same free period? Yeah. No, that's what that's wild. Um <laughs> So, but yeah, no, we're gonna. This is gonna lead us into uh, our performance of uh, the second number in the in the. I almost said episode again in the movie. Uh, get your head in the game, of course, the iconic basketball number uh, where Troy or uh, I don't know Zach Dr- Drusilli, whoever you're paying attention to, uh, either the actor, the dancer, the uh, the singer, uh, is really gonna try to pretty much convince himself that he's got to keep his head in the game while everybody's kind of singing along with him. That's right, and uh, you know. Like like you mentioned, the the iconic basketball number of this of this movie. Um, I think anyone who's familiar with this, I mean, there's a lot of songs like that where if anyone's familiar with this movie, they're familiar with that song. But I think this one is probably ones that are most up there, where uh, people definitely remember this song. Uh, for me, I, I think it's pretty dumb. Definitely not my favorite, but it's it is pretty fun to sing like while you're playing basketball, which I would do a lot back in back in my uh, <laughs> CYO league, just okay. <laughs> singing this song while playing basketball. But uh, don't don't really get much from it in in general. Like having said that, I do enjoy watching the choreography and everything. But uh, I think we started off strong with start of something new, and uh, this one not not up there for me with it at this point. But I think as we were younger, it it was more. Like it was, it was more exciting. It was like, oh wow, they're like singing and playing basketball at the same Definitely, time. Yeah, it's a, like, it's a big draw to to watch. Especially, especially like as a kid, like I feel like a basketball was more often in our hands, whether it was in gym class or whatever. Um, like, and it would be <laughs> I mean, if, more if compelling Chad, to want to sing. There's literally it. a basketball always in your hands. That's true. It's kind of like you know glued to his you know space somewhere around him yes. to always always exist um but yeah and then you know you get this like line in the middle of the song where it's really just troy in his own head like why am i feeling so wrong my head's in the game my heart's in this like he is going through it here um and you know after the song's all said and done uh we get the whole what team wildcats and they're all like pumped up because they just had a great practice uh they don't even realize it but they had a musical number there because exactly. you know that was all in troy's head but yeah, they don't they don't realize. But yeah, uh, practice pretty much ends out of nowhere after the song and they all shoot their basketballs into the air and just leave. They do no! not get the balls and put them away anywhere. They just leave all million of their basketballs lying on the ground. I, w- I would hate to be the next gym class that comes oh in God. and has to pick up all the basketballs there. <laughs> should but, I go for it? Yikes. <laughs> yikes. At, at this point, I should also point out that uh, according to Google, Zach Efron is only five foot eight. But uh, he, <laughs> so it's hard for me to believe that he is a big basketball star at that height, even in high school. But I mean, good for him. But I feel not, like that came up on Renat. Yeah, I think it did, but it is. And not only is he 5'8", but he is like the same height or taller than a lot of the people on his team. So this this has to be the shortest varsity basketball team of all time, and I mm-hmm. don't understand how they're any good. Well, they dance through it. They just, again, don't realize that they're dancing through it, and that gives them extra skill within the game. But yeah, I, d- I, I definitely so. remember Rob uh, flagging that up, being like, this is the best guy in your team? Like, <laughs> You know what? I hate to agree with Rob, but I might I might have to say he has a point on that one. But yeah. they, they all they all have good uh, handles and shot skills, at least like Troy. Troy can effortlessly dribble the ball between his legs, which is something I'd love to be able to do someday. 
Who are you taking as, as well, actually, um, I mean, I'm just going to give you this comparison because we're on the choir room feed. Um, but who are you taking as your captain, uh, Troy Bolton or uh, Finn Hudson? I'm taking Troy Bolton because even though he is uh, definitely short for a basketball star, he is clearly doing something right because his team idolizes him. The whole school idolizes him. Like, I, I think that as far as captains go, like Troy is the person you are dreaming up in this situation. Uh, I'm going, uh, I mean, good that we're picking different people. I'm going Finn. I think you got to go Finn here. I think he is, it took him so long to even uh, commit to, to being in the Glee Club. Like, Troy is already out here being like, yeah, I'm ready to bounce and go join, you know, the drama club. Um, at least in his head, like, that's where he knows his heart is, like, leading him to go. He's ready to leave basketball behind, um, more or less. And I feel like Finn took a longer time to um, let football go and be more invested with the Glee Club and eventually, you know, ended up doing both. So um, I got to I gotta go, Finn, for the dedication. Well, um, you make some good points, but I, I'm not going to be swayed here. I, I still think Troy is uh, much better suited to, to lead his team to victory. Well, fine. Um, so we're going to go to uh, science class. We see Sharpay, Gabriella, and Taylor all in class together. Sharpay is going to grill Ga- uh, Gabriella a little bit, being like, huh, so it seemed like you really knew Troy. Gabriella is not paying her any attention because she's too busy paying attention to the teachers uh, who is doing their equation wrong and uh, is really going to check her on that. <laughs> yes. Gabriella, who doesn't want to be the freaky genius girl again, like says unprompted, uh, that should be 16 over pi. And this is at least for the first third of this movie, my my favorite line so far, my, the most recent time I watched this trilogy, I watched it with uh, with with good friend of us, Lita. And mm-hmm. for whatever reason, we could not stop laughing at this when the teacher has the fantastic reaction to this where she's like 16 over pi. That's quite impossible. <laughs> and then punches like a couple numbers into a calculator. And then says, I stand corrected. Like, what is going on here? Why was she so quick to say that 16 over pi was quite impossible? And w- what is she even typing into the calculator to check? It's so ridiculous. And I love it. I guess I guess if anybody would know, uh, you, you know, the math guy on the call is, is going to be you. So uh, I don't know what 16, she's typing in there. But 16 over pi. That is quite impossible. She's very just, quick to fold. Let me just double check on this very standard uh, calculator here. And, oh. and Taylor's like looking up like, mm, interesting. Ooh, like, yes, oh, she's yes. smart. Gabrielle is just kind of trying to be humble. Like, you know, in, in the fact that she was anything kind of, but just now totally correcting the teacher. Um, <laughs> exactly. And Sharpay is like, oh, like Sharpay you know, is so mad. I don't, I'm not even sure why. Like, uh, Gabriella doesn't really show up Sharpay in this moment. She shows up the teacher, but still enough to make Sharpay uh, visibly react to this. Yeah, like if I'm Sharpay, I'm like, oh, great. Like she's into science. She's into math. She's into like not what I'm into. So like we're going to be in separate worlds here at this school. This is great. Exactly. She didn't sing the answer to the to the equation. <laughs> right? She, she like, just said it. What I've been looking for. <laughs> All right. Um, so Troy is going to run back and for some reason check up again on the sign up sheet to see if anything has changed there. Maybe Gab- Gabriella signed up when he wasn't looking. Um, but Troy, then he Troy checking this ever in between every single class just to make probably. sure. <laughs> <laughs> it does seem like that's that's what's happening here. Uh, but he runs off quickly so nobody sees him there. Ryan uh, Ryan Evans is going to make his debut here. He was watching Troy and he does report back to Sharpay that Troy was looking at the list. And uh, Sharpay is not really concerned about Troy at the moment. She's like, there's something going on with this Gabriella girl. Uh, let me go find out yeah they're going to use the classic search engine to find out search the internet search the internet.com <laughs> i'm sure everyone is familiar with that before google yes. was a thing back in 2006 we used search the internet.com to find mm-hmm. out uh about what every uh student w- was up to and this is where they find out that uh you know gabriella is some kind of freaky genius girl where she's leading her you know math clubs or decathlons or whatever she's into but she's leading them to first place and getting all kinds of awards for it 
Gabriella's literal biggest fear that somebody would find out that she was the, you know, super freaky <laughs> genius girl, uh, which I mean, she kind of wasn't hiding. She just corrected exactly. the teacher in class. <laughs> the first but... opportunity she had to make herself into the freaky genius girl she took. On she Trump. really did. So I don't really know that she can be too mad about this here, but she's getting more comfortable at the school. So maybe she's more open to people finding out that she's, you know, super freaky and genius. Um, so Sharpay finds out uh, Sharpay is going to end up printing out this article so that she can use it for what she's about to use it for. Yes. Um, After all, she loves pie. She loves a, pie, which is not a pun or a play on anything. So I don't really get the punchline, but that's what it's, Sharpay it's goes with. Very obvious here that just because she's not interested in the musical because she loves pie. So <laughs> she loves pie. Exactly. It's, it's very clear. Um, so we get to detention and we're going to see uh, Taylor McKessie come running in telling Gabriella, yes, there's absolutely room for you on the scholastic decathlon team. Like, we're definitely going to have room. You can join us. We're going to be great. Gabrielle is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I don't know what you mean. Obviously, Sharpay put this paper into Taylor's locker and now we're in a weird spot here between these two but it's fine yeah Taylor thinks uh, Gabriella put these articles about her in Taylor's locker as a way to say that she wants to join the smart person club or whatever the club is called which I still haven't figured out it's just for smart people where they compete and be smart but yeah. this would be such an insane and egotistical way of asking someone to join a club like oh, yeah. instead of just straight up asking printing out articles of yourself and putting it in that person's locker as a way to say like yeah you're gonna want me to join and she already like again showed off her intelligence in <laughs> exactly. class not even like an hour and change ago. So Taylor knew that Gabriella was smart, but I guess this was just, you know, Gabriella <laughs> dropping a hint in Taylor's mind. Exactly. Like, you know, hey, so, you know, just think about me later on when you're putting your team together. Um, but we're here at detention. Everybody's painting the set. As you mentioned, uh, Darvis just needed uh, some extra set painters. So this is why everybody's in detention. Yeah. And we get what, for me, uh, you already just mentioned your favorite scene, but this is hands down it for me. Uh, because we, we are Everybody's painting the set. Uh, Coach Bolton is off at practice, realizes that Troy and Chad are missing, uh, is asking around, like, where are they? And nobody answers. So he gets even louder. Where's Troy and Chad? Where's Um, Troy and Chad? And no one answers again. Well, so they uh, no, So they do answer. They tell, you know, he finds out where they are. He comes running down the hallway, storming into the (laughs) auditorium. He finds them in the auditorium on the stage while Miss Darbus is off, you know, giving a lecture about cell phone usage in the theater. Uh, Where's my team, Darbus? What the heck are those two doing in a tree? What the heck are those two doing in a tree? (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, the best line, and maybe in the whole High School Musical. I'll I'll keep track of if I have a better one. Honestly, it might be. Um, Troy's dad, uh, the underrated, like, comedic gem of the cast, just, like, his his random short fuse where it happens, like, twice in these back-to-back scenes where he first goes, Where's Troy Chad? Where's Troy Chad? What the heck are those two doing in a tree? (laughs) He just has these line readings, much like those two, that that crack me up throughout this series. And, you know, at least the younger generation, I don't know where they are right now, the younger generation, as far as High School Musical goes. I mean, I hope that they're watching High School Musical, the musical, the series, um, which currently not being planned to cover here. But, you know, who knows, maybe in the future. Um, So I'm hoping that they're at least familiar with the franchise. I'm sure that they have watched. Um, But at least this past year on TikTok, this scene blew up on TikTok of what are those two doing in a tree? So I'm so glad that. If you if you've recently watched the movie, you know that he is like running down the auditorium aisle while saying this, like wildly pointing at them and like jumping in the air, flailing. Funniest, it really is. Meanwhile, Troy and Chad are having like Chad's asleep in the bottom of this tree. Like he's like you know his face (laughs) is sticking out of the tree, and uh, Troy is at the top like dangling a leaf over Chad to try to like tickle his nose. Chad's still holding on to his basketball though. Um, (laughs) They do make this seem like for for, attention at least. It seems really fun. like the the one time I was in a musical, the nights where we spent uh, making the set were some of the funnest days of my life. So if that were the case here, which it kind of looks like it might be, I would probably be trying to get detention like every day. 
Honestly, um, I don't know that I'd try to, but if I ended up there, I'd be a lot happier with this form of detention rather than, you know, what you would typically expect detention to be. So, yeah, everybody seems to be having, you know, a, a good time. Like, Darbus just wanted to get them there to do her work for her. Um, but yes. at the end of the day, like, you know, I don't think that she's going to be too mad if, like, you know, maybe somebody starts playing some music because they're, they're, it's theater after all. So, exactly. You know. Things are, are okay. Um, but yeah, so uh, Troy's dad is going to send them both back to the gym, which I guess he had the authority to do that. Uh, yes. I, I don't know. Um, they end up going to the principal's office with him and uh, Miss Darbus to, you know, continue an argument that apparently they've been having for weeks now. You know, they're days away from the biggest game of the year. Um, and Darbus is like, yeah, and we're in the midst of auditions here. So, you know, the school's about more than just young men in baggy shorts flinging balls for touchdowns. Um, the principal is uh, going to pretty much take uh, Coach Bolton's side here being like very invested in how Troy is doing uh, getting ready for the big game so Darbus runs off but uh, just setting up the feud between these two uh, teachers or coaches or whatever you you know want to call yeah. them yeah the principal like sets up that they've been having this argument for forever and uh, like you said not not shy about demonstrating his love for the basketball team who are you taking uh, to uh, I, let's just keep playing this game who are you taking to uh, lead your either musical or your uh, whatever coach Darbus or uh, Will Schuster Oh God, Coach Darvis or Will Schuster. <laughs> I refuse to give Schuster any credit for anything. So I, uh, but I mean, those students really seem to love Schuster for whatever reason. They do. So they by, love the man. By the logic, I, I might just immediately go back on what I said. By the logic of me liking Troy as the captain because everyone just loves him and is obsessed with him. Um, we don't really see any warm moments between Darvis and her cast where mm-hmm. uh, the cast members of Glee are going to put on this big performance and like sing Don't Stop Believing with him and all that. So I guess I do have to go with Schuster because for whatever reason, his students really do seem to appreciate him. Yeah, I mean, Rachel won an Emmy, spoiler alert, uh, and uh, Tony, I'm sorry, Tony, Tony, <laughs> uh, and is going to, you know, thank him specifically in the acceptance speech. So, yeah, uh, there's a lot of love for Schuster, and I You're feel right. like Until I... Until Sharpay thanks Darbus in an acceptance speech for Tony, we have to give this one to Schuster. I think we have to give it to Schuster, so we're on the same page with that one. I love Darbus. I mean, if I'm inviting somebody over my house for, like, Christmas, because, you know, we're in the Christmas season as we record this, um, it's probably Miss Darbus, but, uh, you know, that's just... That's that's that. Um, so when we get to uh, practice, Coach Bolton is you know back with the team. Troy and Chad are both there. He's hyping them up for the big game. Uh, Chad's like the co-coach. Like he might as well yeah. just be the captain. He, yeah, he's not, he, but he, he's not. But he yeah because uh, he's really big into the what team Wildcats. Like right. that's he's gonna do that fifty times just in this section of the movie alone. Uh, you know it, it's well, it's it's no clear eyes full hearts can't lose, but it it is still a. a Great rally cry that everyone seems to be able to get behind. Do you think that that chant existed before this year, this generation or whatever? Or do you think that like Chad created that for the team? I don't know. I feel like in my mind, this has always been like when I think of what team I am going to think of High School Musical. So that leads me to believe that he created it. But I mean, uh, of course, this may have been this may have been a rally cry cry for like decades before this but i'm just saying like no like obviously this is a high school musical thing but like did chad create it himself in this world or did like the generation before him of wildcats have this chant is it has this been a wildcats thing for uh the, right, like we have no say. background on that. Like at least with like uh, like on Glee, Will will show us like his past Glee Club performances, <laughs> so we know a little bit about what they're doing. Um, but we we have no idea. There's no like tape being played about you know the 1979 team where Coach Bolton was playing and he won the winning point and won the game and what team? Like so we have no idea. I'm I'm gonna say that someone else created this. Uh, I I don't think 
Chad is it's not very creative, but I still don't think Chad is creative enough creative enough to come up with this by himself. And I I guess we won't know for sure until we get the high school musical, the prequel. Yeah, and I'm actually going to let's bounce a little bit out of order here because just to follow up on Troy and his dad, they're going to go back to the house uh, in a little bit and they're just practicing outside their house. They got a, you know, a nice little uh, area set up where where they got the, uh, the court going and uh, Troy is going to, you know, talk to his dad a little bit here about some advice about trying something new. And uh, yeah, his dad just doesn't take well to it. <laughs> you mean like going left? You're doing fine. <laughs> no, no dad, like something new, not basketball. And he's like, no, but what do you mean? No. <laughs> It's, the you're going left line is another line that makes me laugh because I love the implication that Troy is afraid of what his friends might think if he suggests going left in, yeah. in basketball. Like his friends would make fun of him for, for that idea. It's like but, it could be a groundbreaking move to win them the game, but but I'm afraid of what of my friends might think if I yeah. if I don't just keep going right. But uh, yeah, there's going to be college scouts at the game, and do you know how much a scholarship is worth? A lot, which as if they've talked about this a million times where they don't mention the specific amount that a scholarship is worth. It is just worth a lot. And that's enough to to keep Troy on track. Right. I mean, you know, if we're giving out like an LVP of this portion of uh, the movie here, it's like I can't even get the word movie out. I just use it so little. Um, it's 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 probably I mean, for me, between Chad and uh, Mr. Bolton, uh, mm-hmm. Coach Bolton, dad, whatever you want to call him. Uh, both of them are just really putting a, you know, a damper on Troy's. Uh, it's not like they know exactly what's going on. So yeah. maybe they would have the opportunity to be more supportive if Troy was more forthcoming with them. Um, but still, it's just like you're trying, you know, the main character here that wants to explore something else and on both ends like his best friend and his dad are really just you know shoving it back down yeah to, yeah i mean i i'd probably lean towards chad because chad seems more just like anti uh musical and very judgmental about the whole yeah. thing where at least with his dad it's like it's more ignorance because he doesn't know that like troy hasn't brought up exactly like what if i join the musical but obviously it probably wouldn't go over well but uh he 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 just he just doesn't understand that the thing that Troy might want to try that's new isn't anything that I have to do with with basketball. But his dad's also like anti-tree. <laughs> yeah, that's true. What the hell are they doing in that tree? Yeah. Um. So okay. Um. I guess that's that's the debate there. But um. What we uh, quickly glossed over to get there was just a quick scene of Taylor and uh, Gabriella walking around campus, and Gabriella's like. Still not ready to join Taylor on that team that we, I guess, can't figure out the exact name of them. Um, but she's more concerned about something else at the moment. She wants to know what Taylor McKessie here knows about Troy. And uh, Taylor is like, I don't really know. Like, you know, there's really not much for you to know besides the fact that, like, Troy's in his world and we're in ours. And it's really not something that's really going to get crossed here. Yeah, Taylor kind of exists in this section of the movie, at least, just to be very anti-basketball player. Like, that's her... I mean, besides her being very smart, which we know because she's on this super smart club, Mm -hmm. uh, her only personality trait seems to be not liking anyone on the basketball team. Right. And to make fun of all the cheerleaders that that love him, she kind of goes up (laughs) to him. And do you know what she says here? I mean, not specifically. She's just like Troy Bolton or something. Like, what what does she say? I couldn't make it out, so I put the captions on, and it said, isn't Troy Bolton just the hottie super bum? But that doesn't make sense. So I (laughs) I imagine she's saying something else like, super buff or something but it didn't exactly sound like that either but i all all this just to say like i feel like this this is another instance here where adults are writing dialogue for teenagers because i've never heard anyone in the world described this way yeah i i mean i have the script pulled up here too because i was like looking at it before so yeah oh my gosh isn't troy bolton just a hottie super bum bum a hottie super bum hottie super bum what is that a hottie yeah super bum 
I, I don't know. I got what nothing. is the super? <laughs> like, is super bum something that I should be familiar with? I mean, I know generally a bum is like a rear end, <laughs> but I don't think that's what she was talking about. So maybe a super bum is like the whole body. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure. We'll go with that. Isn't like he just real, a hottie? I don't. I don't know. I feel like in real life, the cheerleaders would just be like, "Who the fuck are you?" And not react in the way that they do. But no, they react by going, "Oh yeah, he's great." <laughs> like so. Uh, she got the reaction she was looking for to, yeah. you know, explain this to Gabriella. Um, <laughs> the way they like walk through the cheerleaders there, it's like, what the hell is happening? Um, Taylor, Taylor also has a wheelie backpack in high school. Love that for her. I would have gotten beaten up if I owned this thing in high school. Yeah, no, same. Um, but I love that she, ha- <laughs> but she lives in a different world from everybody else. So, so like, there's no bullying at this school. They just stay in separate worlds. <laughs> I was big into those backpacks in elementary school, but even, even I need to get rid of them by high school. Yes. And then it's great because then when you get to be an adult, you can go back to having really backpacks. You just call them a suitcase and you, know, true, you get yes. to use them for things, which Re- you took a long time to get on board with. Uh, yeah, but it, it is very helpful. Those, yes. <laughs> those wheels. Were you a, <laughs> were you a, uh, were you a backpack guy at all in high school? Um, until like it became not cool anymore. <laughs> so yeah, like yeah. middle school, you know, all the way up until like, say like ninth or 10th grade, um, that backpack was like filled to the brim with every book yep. possible. But then eventually when that wasn't cool anymore, the backpack would disappear and I would just leave my books in the theater. I think in, in middle school and like early high school, it was like to avoid ever having to go with to my locker. I would put right. literally all of my Every ownings. Into, I had the biggest backpack in the world. I probably yep. like broke my back multiple times during the school year. And then much like you, at some point I – I uh, made the switch and just went to my locker after every period so that I wouldn't have to use a backpack at all. Yeah, no, you can't you can't be the one person that just has the uh, the backpack when when it started to like fade away. Um, what a fun life it is to be in high school. <laughs> so um, we go back to the uh, Mrs. Darbus's classroom and Sharpay got Miss Darbus a gift. Was it a candle? It looked like a candle. Um, I don't know what it sure. was. Um, something just to butter her up and, you know, be Sharpay. Um, but yeah, it, it seems pretty clear it's only the second day of school back from vacation, even though we've been here for a while now. Um, but uh, auditions are tomorrow and Miss Darbus just wants to remind everybody to come by for that. Troy and Chad are going to catch up in the hallway after that and uh, Troy is kind of avoiding Chad. He's got, you know, he's like, oh, I got homework to do. I'm really, you know, not worried about practice. I got to take care of some stuff. And Chad very much does not, uh, does not believe him. He says there's absolutely no way that he's catching up on homework. It's the second day back. Not even I'm behind on homework yet. So uh, we're going to get a little chase around the school here as Troy goes weaving in and out of classrooms, in and out of some garage that exists in this school for whatever reason. Um, and Chad does not successfully find him. Troy sneaks off to the auditorium. Yeah, I mean, it all starts because Troy gives – I mean, Ch- Chad does not give a great joke where he says, uh, I'm not even behind on homework and I've been behind since preschool. So, but Troy gives him, like, just the most obvious fake laugh and like, I'll catch you <laughs> – <laughs> that's hilarious. I'll catch you later and walks away in the most suspicious way possible. So Chad knows right – he was already suspicious and now he knows, like, what is going on. Um, and, yeah, he – Troy's going to go into the classroom to say hi to someone and then another guy just randomly stops Chad to give him a handshake and weirdly smile at him. I have to assume <laughs> that that Troy hired this guy to distract Chad. Probably. It's, it's such a weird interaction because then Troy like somehow evades Chad because of that. He escapes down the stairs and out he goes outside where he does another cool guy pose and ha- at this point he has to dodge Chad and his dad who's Yeah, like his around. dad definitely saw him. Like you the <laughs> the reaction that his dad has there of like no, like what is Troy doing there? He comes around the corner and Troy's gone, but like he knows yeah, he, he saw his son. He's, yeah, he definitely saw something, but Troy is skilled enough to at least get away and not have to uh, be confronted in that moment. He's got to cut through the the car mechanic garage place that the school has, and uh, on the other side, he's going to find a mop that he's he's able to hide behind. 
Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, I guess I don't really need to spend too much time on this or we don't need to, but uh, just the fact that there was like a garage with like a car mechanic, like, like what, what are we doing in a high school? Why? I, I don't know what that, I don't know. And the guy that he talks to, was, not a like, thing. this mechanic guy, was he it's like, like old? Is he a teacher? <laughs> like what? Is, it must like, have been the teacher. He's like, uh, well, welcome to car mechanic 101. I'm your, I'm your teacher. And, and Troy tells him like, he like explains to me, he's like, ah, oh, it's a shortcut. I'm late for class. And the guy just says nothing to him and just stares at him. And you know what? I make fun of it because it's like something that we didn't have or I've never seen before or whatever. But like, that should be a thing in high school. Like we should have these high school kids like learning other skills besides like math, whatever. I don't need to go on a whole rant about that. But like, <laughs> I actually like I'm walking back on my opinion now. Like, no, that's a good thing to have like different actual possibilities for people that like may be interested in that to be able to explore. But obviously you can't fit like every career in high school. So I don't know. I, ju- I take back my, my being appalled about the fact that that was there. Um, I just don't know where they're getting the cars to like fix. It's probably like the teacher's cars <laughs> because teachers, teachers don't get paid enough. So they get broken you know, cars <laughs> as a potential you know, future teacher. Would you not mind dropping your car off to get, you know, worked on while you're in school teaching? I, I bet that guy is also giving students detention. Like whenever he has extra work that needs to be done on his car. hundred percent. So <laughs> um, Troy does make it through. Like you said, he finds, uh, you know, some janitor supplies to hide behind while he is in the auditorium and he's like sneaking his way around, does not want to be seen by anybody because, um, you know, if, if anybody finds out he's there, that's the end of things there. Um, but yeah, we're here. It's finally time for the auditions. Miss Darbus is going to show up and announce the way that they are beginning things. We get to meet Kelsey for the first time, which is great. The iconic Kelsey. The iconic Kelsey Nielsen. Another so, one of my favorite characters. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it's time for auditions and we're going to get into watching these, uh, you know, as it seems very terrible auditions. But, you know, underneath <laughs> it all, you could find something to value in most of them. Well, first of all, Tr- Troy does come here to hide behind a mop and like eavesdrop on whatever's happening. But what what was his plan here? Like, did he just want to watch the auditions for some reason? Because this like he's not planning to audition at this point, right? No, it's I think I think I mean, you could probably just boil it down to he was looking to see if Gabriella was going to show up. OK, I guess that makes sense, because then eventually Gabriella does she show does up, show up. Like, <laughs> and she's also going to hide behind a mop for some reason. And then and like 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 you said, we met Kelsey, who is the composer of the entire play, apparently, which is impressive mm-hmm. for a high schooler. Yeah. Um, I never did a musical in high school. Does a student usually compose or write the no. entire thing? Because <laughs> no. this is something that happens here and also a lot in Degrassi. Like these these children are just composing entire plays here, and it seems yeah. wildly unrealistic to me. No, you're right. It does happen a lot uh, on these <laughs> shows, but no, it's at least in my experience, it is not realistic. Maybe if you go to like a performing arts school or something like that, um, they probably you know have more possibilities for that to, to happen for students that are interested in being involved on that end of things. But not not where I was. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, East High couldn't get the rights to any actual musical, so they have to make their own. And yeah. Like you That's mentioned, fine. we get we get the I- iconic audition scene, which is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. I just love seeing these weirdos all have their auditions. It's hard um, to believe. <laughs> that, uh, genuinely, the best the best audition, the, the spoken word slash interpretive dance. I, was I also alone. <laughs> I also love the guy in the suit that has the words written on his hand, but still can't get them <laughs> yeah, right. That I couldn't Tart, sneeze. <laughs> sneeze. That you were always, always right, right there, there next to beside me. Who <laughs> <laughs> just keeps singing in his monotone voice even after Darbus tries to cut him off. What I've been looking for. Yeah, the, the, the opera, <laughs> wow, good for you. You're ready for your audition. <laughs> the opera girl, Syndra, the girl, the girl that keeps winking at Miss Darbus for some reason. Yeah, Darbus is like, okay, we we got to get you out of here. Um, the oh, dancer she, that comes on stage. 
did you ever uh, audition for anything or were you strictly a behind the scenes so guy? So that's the thing. I don't know if I ever, I mean, I, I kind of feel like I must have told this on, uh, you know, early, earlier choir room episodes. The, the reason that, le- that got me, you should, you're going to regret asking because it's uh, <laughs> kind of a long story, but um, the reason that got me into where I ended up involved with the productions as a stage manager is back in sixth grade, sixth grade. I do believe that I did audition because my memory of it is that I went to audition to be in the show. And I think I just got made fun of so bad oh that <laughs> I was like, I cannot do this um <coughs> excuse me made fun of by who like the the other theater by people, people or that like, i thought were my friends or, or like <laughs> the, the the chads of the world who were like no 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 by like people that were there for the auditions because it was probably <laughs> so terrible um because i do remember that you had to like sing a very small bit um right. we were doing in sixth grade it was rocking around the block have you ever heard of it or rock around uh, the block or something i don't know Okay, well, it's it's not anything you need to know, um, but that's what the play was or whatever. Um, and I think it was like, was it sixth grade? I don't know. Whatever. Um, yeah. So th- it just I just remember having like a bad experience uh, with all that, and I don't know. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure in sixth grade, and then going into seventh and eighth as well, I ended up. I was like, you know what? Well, I can still be involved by doing stage crews, so that was fine. I wasn't like upset about it. I was just like, okay, that shifted me over to doing some other way, being involved in the shows, which is fine. It's not like I was ever like dying to perform. I just knew like that was like a fun environment I wanted to be in, even though I was getting bullied. It's fine. Um, but no, that, that does seem <laughs> it, that does seem like a traumatic experience and something it, that like it was. I have auditioned for things, but I will only audition for something. After I know, like pretty much, I already know that I'm gonna get in. Like my friends are in the thing, and they've told me okay. that if I just audition, I'll be like I've only I've only ever done the one musical, which my friend forced me to audition to, so I knew I was getting in there. And then I auditioned for my my acapella group in college, which I also knew I was pretty much obviously automatically getting in. And my my go to audition song was always "My Shiny Teeth and Me" by Chip Skylark, which is a your one hundred song, my my one hundredth favorite song canonically. Um, and yeah, that, that's a good one because, you know, everyone knows that song. They remember it. It, it gives them nostalgia. It makes yeah, them that's laugh. That's a great move. And it's also a good song. Just I, I feel like not to brag. I sound good singing it. So it, it just worked all, all around. Maybe part 11 of this will be uh, both of us singing our our audition songs. Oh, that's right. Um, but no, I, I outside of that one spot, I never like because even like to be in choir in high school, which I mean, like to this day, like like throughout my life, I can say I do enjoy singing uh, again, regardless of like if I sound good at any times or at all. Um, but in high school, it was like never even a possibility that I was going to join choir because you had to like audition to be in it, which wasn't mm-hmm. like you're not going to get in. It was just like sing a little something so the teacher knows where to place you, you know, as far as right. you know what part of the, you know, where you're singing or whatever. Um, so yeah, it just, it was never going to happen after that. So I stayed involved all throughout the rest of high school, just ended up on the stage crew side, eventually going into the tech side and then eventually as the stage manager for a couple of years. So that's my story. Um, no Kelsey. I was no Kelsey. I was no Sharpay, you know, somewhere in the middle. I guess I was sitting right next to Darbus during all these auditions, um, more or less. So the terrible auditions come and go. Gabriella does show up. She finds Troy hiding behind the mop and she's like, oh, you're going to audition? He's like, no, not, not not really. She quickly realizes that his friends don't realize he's there and that's why he's hiding. Um, and both of them are, you know, definitely uh, picking up the vibes that they would both like to potentially be involved here mm-hmm. and audition, but they're terrified of Darbus. Uh, she's very harsh on everybody that's been going up there so far and they're just going to sit back while uh ryan and sharpay are going to take the stage for their performance yeah well and why was gabriella there was she because she also was not planning on auditioning so why did she also just showed up to like hide and watch 
It's the exact same thing. Like both of the, it's just it's, we're we're seeing that both of them were very interested in being involved in this production, and and you know both of them are, have their own fears as to why they're not going up there. Not just because of Darbus, you know, Troy's obviously got right. his dad and Chad and basketball and all this stuff, and Gabrielle is just scared of her own shadow for the most part uh, at this point in her East High career. So right, and this it's is a lot. yeah. This is this is when uh, this is not line for line here, but Darbus pretty much says like uh, uh, Sharpay and Ryan are obviously the leads as always. But like, guys, can you please audition to show these idiots how it's done? Which I, uh-huh. I guess fair because there was not <laughs> that, that great of audition. Like, how how did they have any successful musicals before this when Ryan Sharpay are pretty much the only talented people in the school? I, I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I guess you have to just hope and assume that there was like, you know, a, a Ryan and Sharpay that graduated right at the time that new Ryan and Sharpay were going to yeah. come join. I mean, they're really carrying the, this school. No wonder they're always the leads. Exactly. And, and yeah, they they had their rehearsal pianist prepare an arrangement. They do their amazing warm up routine backstage. And that's that's when. Yes, that's when they start what I've been looking for. Yes. Um, and uh, there's going to be another version of what I've been looking for, but that's not in this part here today. And I just I don't know. Like, should we talk about the song? Like it, it cut off for me. I cut off the, the time that was that was the the. The movie itself is 98 minutes, so one-third of that, as you uh, laid out when we started talking about this, was 32 minutes and 40 seconds. And for me, the song cut off in the middle of it because I was pausing it at exactly 32 minutes and 40 seconds. Yep, so we did not complete the song, but, I mean, we can talk about what we got up to. We can. Um, we got up to Ryan was uh, the last person that I heard singing. Um, he, this feeling's yeah. <laughs> like no other. Honestly, and I think I paused right ends, after it that. It ends on the best part of the song when Ryan comes in with that. That, that is the best part of the song. This I want you to know. Yeah, it's, yeah that, that part really, really gets me going when that, when that comes on. A hundred percent. Like, I mean, both of them are, are great throughout the whole song. You know, they're, they're mm-hmm. back and forth and just, you know, obviously these two are great at performing. Um, but when Ryan hits that and just like takes it to the next oh, level. Oh, yeah. Great. That's just great. I mean, I have to say, obviously, I think that this arrangement is, is so much better than the slowed down version that Kelsey had prepared. Uh, and then, the, the, yeah, the performance here, their stage presence, the, you know, the harmonies, everything, everything's great. This is this is why they rule the drama club here. And th- this, this is <laughs> this is one of my favorite songs. Very catchy, fun to sing. And for whatever reason, uh, this is probably the first song like I knew all the words to. Like they just stuck oh. in my head for that. They just like the, the words of this song just stuck in my head. I did not try to learn all those words, but I just found myself like singing this in the hallways in school and just knowing okay. all the words to the song. So this this was the song I was singing the most in school, probably. Um, I don't know that I would say the same, but I mean, I was probably singing all of them kind of almost equally <laughs> unless like a song comes up along the way that like I have that same memory. I'll let you know. But um, no, I I mean, this is this song is great. Every song in this movie is great. And this whole series for the most part is great. Um, but I guess like I don't know that we can officially rank this song amongst the songs from this episode because we didn't finish it. It got cut off before we could finish talking about that it. Is fair. At least we got to see Sharpay tap dancing. We're nothing if not, you know, serious about our limitations of of all this we'll but yeah, we, we did get yeah. the, the tap dancing um and you know just to be continued in in part two of high school musical one uh to see how this performance plays out how you know ryan uh, how uh how troy and gabriella react to it and what's going to happen next yeah so you you did say when we started this you said we are stopping at 3240 even if it's in the middle of a song and wouldn't you know wouldn't you know it i could we I are in the it. middle of a song when we stop <laughs> and here. like as i knew the clock was ticking down uh you know as if it's like new year's eve <laughs> countdown there i was like no, like we're going to get the performance in before we hit that time. And then I was like, no, I was like, it just, it, it, nope, yep, it just had it. to be this way. Pause. This feeling's like no other. Maybe because uh, when I pressed pause, we got the quick cut to uh, Troy and Gabriella in, yeah, in the audience watching. Yep. So we will we will see what they think of all this, I guess, when we when we press play for the next part. 
Yes, which I'm excited to do. And, uh, you know, we're here for about an hour, 15 minutes and change. Uh, I don't know what exactly it's going to come out to uh, after all said and done. Um, but, yeah, not bad uh, for this first part. I'm definitely already, you know, one part in glad that we're breaking it down into three so that we can spend as much time as we want talking about each scene and each action uh, of, of this movie. So had a great time. Absolutely. Yeah. If we did this all as one movie, if if you multiplied this by three, that would be uh, almost a four hour podcast. Yeah. I mean, we're rivaling the lost finale podcast at a certain <laughs> point. <laughs> Still only halfway there. So, yeah, you're right. Um, so anything else here for this first part or are we uh, ready to move on along? No, nothing that I can think of. I'm just very uh, excited. What, what's the rule here? When I when I press play again, can I start from the beginning of the song or do I have to start right in the middle? I start from the beginning of the song. We, we just have to cut ourselves off yes. from discussion at okay. the next mark. So the next mark is going to be uh, an hour, two minutes. No, an hour, three minutes, and 20 seconds. It would be 64, 65, 20. So it'd be oh, five an minutes. hour and five minutes and 20 seconds. Okay. Yeah, I just can't add. Um, that's fine. That's why you're here. Um, yes. So, yeah, uh, the next 32 minutes and 40 seconds coming in part two of this. Um, and as if this is all going as planned, you have that episode right in your feeds available for you to go press play and to uh, hear our continued thoughts. Um, that'll be a different day for us, but hopefully the same day for you. Hope you are enjoying it. Let us know. Uh, give us some feedback on Twitter or wherever you want to find us at Matt Liguri at Matty Fresh 24. Right. Anywhere else or anything else? Nope. Just just on Twitter at Matty Fresh 24. All right. We don't we don't need to do all plugs and stuff. We'll do that maybe at the end of the movie or at the end of the series or who knows. Uh, Sounds well, good. I, you know, listen to the choir room. You already listened. Listen, to I already listen got to my I already boys. got my plug in at the beginning of the podcast. All right. So that's all that we have for part one. Uh, can't wait. To, oh, no, we no, no, it's not. We didn't rank the two songs. I'm such an idiot. <laughs> uh, I, I did this on the challenge podcast the other day. I gave Scally an assignment and then I totally forgot to do the assignment. He's like, so you ready? He's like, no, I f- forgot. Um, start as something new and get your head in the game. Which is one? Which is two? For me, it's easy. And if anyone has been paying attention to this podcast, they will probably know where I'm going to go. But start of something new uh, is my favorite so far. And get your head in the game is my least favorite so far. Yep. Same easy uh, decision there. Start of something new is just on a different tier um, of being, you know, an iconic song within this franchise. So uh, easy start of something new, followed by get your head in the game. And uh, unfortunately, we did not get to finish what I've been looking for. So we cannot rank it at the moment. But I do think with the next part, we're probably going to have like four or five more songs to add. So that'll be more exciting when we have more to talk about there. So that's it. All right. All right. So we'll catch you guys in part two.